Welcome to the Craft Beer Connoisseurs. I'm Tyler. And I'm Brett Thunglis again's producer, Russell. And no Chris. Welcome back, Russell. And, and not welcome Sina back to Chris. Chris. That's three and done, right? But it's been four now. Well, we're talking main episodes. Oh, okay. That's yeah. what the bylaws yeah. stated. The bylaws yeah. stated uh, in the procedure yes. that uh, it's three main episodes. Because at the time, if you don't uh, remember, Brett, um, we weren't really having producer specials. It's true. The idea was yeah. just to go with the mains, and then we had the request for some more content. And, and that's what we did. We listened to the people. And there might be better content coming on later this year. There. We'll see. Well, at least oh. it'll be definitely more uh, chatty producers than Russell, because two weeks in a row with a silent fella is almost starting to make uh, us think this is that's a silent what, film. That's what you get when you order a mime as a producer. <sighs> you got to have diversity. Oh my. Is He's just mime over there. Are you just yeah. trying to mime your way out of a box? Yeah. I appreciate the makeup, though. Anyway. It's cute. Yeah, it is cute. Right? It's a nice touch. Yes. Do you want to get started? What we're, yes. uh, what we're what are we talking about here? So we're going to be talking about farmhouse ales. Which so. might have been a giveaway in the title, if you read yeah, the title. This is true, yes. Um, so with our latest uh, featured brewery, Stillfields, being known for their barrel-aged and farmhouse-style beers, uh, producer Mime Russell over here. I thought it was an ideal time for the first educational special of the season. Ooh. We're talking Ooh, about different kinds of barrels, right? Education. We're talking about different kinds of barrels. There are round barrels and there are square, but no. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a decent way about the barrels. Yes. But we're not talking about no, that. No, 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 no. We're talking about farmhouse ales. We are. So farmhouse ale actually has its roots back to ancient Europe, where farmers brewed beer for consumption on the farm from their own grain. So we've kind of talked about this with... Um, um, I don't know, still fields. Mm-hmm. Um, again, kind of brewing with what you've got and what you make yourself, um, a very kind of traditional way of farming, um, and uh, kind of take care of yourself. So Yes. So um, I'm me thinking that you could probably figure this one out, but the flavor profiles of these beers include uh, earthiness. There is some earthiness. Yes. But also you get some funkiness, some tartness coming from that. Um, you know, you're not bored getting on that sour territory by any stretch of the imagination. No. But you're getting that carbonation that has a little bit of that slight tartness there that's uh, you can definitely notice. Can be, which is, again, kind of pulled in with some of the lemon tart stuff that we've seen before. Um, yeah, and, and funky funky. Who doesn't love funky? Take me to funky. Marky Mark and the funky munch. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So um, as you would kind of imagine with uh, farmhouse ales is they're typically unfiltered. Um, if we're sticking to the very traditional way of doing a farmhouse ale, that makes the most amount of sense. Um, they weren't going to be going around and filtering out their beers uh, because it was essentially, you know, from the farm to the glass to the mouth. Um, so, yeah, this, again, kind of retains all of its natural flavors of the hops themselves. So uh, what you see is what you get and what yes. you get is what you taste. No artificial Things involved, right? No, yeah. uh, so popular, keep it very earthy, as right? you said. Popular times for brewing was uh, for the late summer. So, got to mention that uh, um, last episode with Steelfields, with the main beers, uh, but also Christmas time. But some areas where grain uh, was plentiful, beer was brewed to be consumed daily. Who does not like to consume beer daily? A daily brew. Mm-hmm. See now again. Beers. I mean, farming kind of lends its its hand to uh, having a consumption of some beer on the daily, right? Right. I felt I feel as though if you're a uh, have a big conglomerate of farming, at the end of the day you might uh, want to de-stress with a. It doesn't even have to be pint. the end of the day. I'm sure that there uh, maybe some during the day, maybe in the morning. Pints, perhaps. In, the, pints in the truck. Oh, breakfast beer. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that either. Nope. 
Um, so yeah, this, in moderation. It's that very good point. So this style has an enormous variation in its ingredients and brewing process. Um, again, I think that this, traditionally speaking, would vary depending on um, location. So yep. you might have a, a group of farmers in one kind of jurisdictional area that would probably brew similar because they would give the same kind of information and intel back and forth about, hey, this is what I'm doing, this is what you're doing, and kind of come together. But um, I think that this, again, was more like a regionalization um, depending on what kind of ingredients you could uh, farm at the time. Yes. So different regions, different uh, kind of hops, different kind of barleys, whatever it might be that they're adding in, um, different adjuncts, um, but keeping it very, very much similar, but with those those mild yes. variations. So the one thing about it, though, is that most of the microbreweries today are making beers that are marketed and listed as farmhouse ales. But in most of these, the connection to the actual farmhouse brewing tradition is lacking. Except for last week. Bingo! <laughs> <laughs> um, and we've we've had other ones on, too, like Steel Wheels, same sort of thing. Yes. Um, again, and we, we made that comment in that episode... Um, it is really nice to go out and actually have a pint um, in the field in which it is, uh, you know, growing the ingredients for the beer in which you're, you're going to be drinking, presumably in the future. So yes. very nice. But uh, commercial farmhouse breweries can be found in countries such as Finland, Estonia and Lithuania. Um, where some still have the original farmhouse yeast. Mm -hmm. So they're keeping those traditions kind of alive in those Scandinavian and uh, European areas. So. Yes, but, uh, you know, and, and producer Russell just coming in with fact after fact after fact. Yeah, he's so, typing a lot. We're going to yeah, get through this in like 10 minutes. He must have done really good at all the right type. <laughs> anyway, so oh, over the last 10 all years. All the right type. Yes. Man, that is... Right? Well, yeah, I haven't thought of that in yeah, forever. Exactly. What about Math Circus? I, math Circus, I actually brought up like three or four months ago. Yeah, so there you go. You know, you can <laughs> yeah, follow the right type. Boom, 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 boom. Anyway, so over the last 10 years, there has been a resurgence of interest in farmhouse brewing, uh, partly driven by the interest in the unique brewing methods and ingredients using Quebec yeast in modern brewing. And that's, that's one of the yeasts that has definitely been on the rise a lot in the past couple of years is, is that Quebec yeast, which I don't think I've really had a beer with that yeast involved. It has been terrible. Not going to lie to you. That's true. Yeah. Um, so yeah, kind of going off uh, different variants, what we were kind of talking about uh, from different regions. Uh, many countries have their own variant, uh, with Belgium being the Saison and the Grisette. Hey, we, I had one of those. Did you? I did. Last week? Yeah, I think so. Was it good? It was good. Yeah. I got a 3.5. Okay. Well, I, I gave it a little higher. Yes, you did. Um, so yeah, those two styles can frequently be found uh, for purchase on Steelfield's website. Or at the brewery itself, which we talked about. <laughs> this guy. Russell, this guy over here. You know, he tries to double up the marketing, but here's the thing is, we already just we already did steel fields, but I guess if you can get the plug in, get the plug in. And plug you can it also in, find Saison's and Grisettes, um, if you go to the LCBO, yes. and you find that you want to try... Um, uh, my recommendation is try something from different regions and um, see what those variations look on, like. Another one that I, we haven't had on the podcast yet, and hopefully maybe before the end of the year we will, that kind of specializes in the pharmacist is Muse. Yeah. Um, just uh, south of, uh, oh God, where the heck is Scotland, like where Flux is, just south of there. Yes. Um, so I do actually have one of those in my fridge. Uh, I didn't bring it uh, for this episode because didn't need to. Um, see, and that's the thing is we, we didn't. We didn't crack a beer this time no, because we no, wanted no. to just make sure that with the proper education, uh, you got to give beer education without drinking the beer for the most part. Sometimes, um, because if you have an, a lot of beers and then try to give beer education, things kind of get misconstrued. It, 
And sometimes you struggle with that without the beer. Yes, it's true. So we want to make sure that we had full clarity. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what you get from me every single time is clarity. <laughs> full clarity. Now, what we also get from you, Fife, is a fun fact from Fun Fact Fife. Fun oh, Fact yes. Fife, what do you got for us, Fun Fact uh, Fife? So if you guys remember the first episode of the season, we had broken it. We did. Yes. And we also had the beer de garde. Beer de garde. Yeah. So it's another style of farm sale. Right. Yes. That's, hey, that's what I'm telling you. That's my fun fact. I, and so it's the thing is, again, like Broken Rail does a lot of traditional kind of style of beers. Mm-hmm. Um, we know that uh, Chris did mention Paris before mm-hmm. um, in last week's episode. So um, you see some of those more kind of traditional European breweries um, take their hand at this because it's, 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 I think it's something that's very core to the being of, of beer and uh, the brewing culture, if you will, mm-hmm. of, of the traditional European um, areas. Yeah. So I mean, other, I mean, there's lots of other countries that like to do it. Yeah, they do. Right. Um, Simple as that. Yeah. I'm telling you that right now. And you just told me that too. <laughs> I was just going to say that other countries variants are difficult yeah, to pronounce. I know, right? So, and like even in English, it's hard to pronounce things. See, I don't like that. This is a cop out, Russell. You know it and I know it. Oh yeah. Because even if they're difficult to pronounce, everybody knows I like to try my hand at it. It's true. That's why we try to give you the most uh, hardest to enunciate words. It's, I, and I like that. That's and even ch- enunciate is a very, <laughs> very big word. <laughs> I like the challenge of it. So, farmhouse ales, grisettes, saisons. Um, that's Go get a, yourself one. Yeah, a bit of education. Um, Brett, you mentioned a couple different places to get it. Again, go to the LCBO. Um, try a couple out from different regions. Um, see what, what's kind of different with them. And if you have a brewery that has done a couple different saisons or a couple different grisettes, um, give, them a, give them a try. And again, try and see what the difference is between the two because I'm sure they're not just creating the same beer and putting a different label on it. Um, there will be some variations. Pretty probably accurate on that one, yeah. Yeah, there'll be some variations yeah. with it for sure. Um, that is beer education in under 10 minutes. Yeah, look at us go. I like that. You know, these uh, little sample sizes, we're going to call this a taster yeah, version. You don't need to listen to us for a full hour. Like, it's a long time. It's true. It's little, so 10 minutes? Got to go. A little taster of education. Yeah. Pay, your, pay your bill and get out. <laughs> wrong with that. All right, let's wrap this puppy up. So that's going to be it for today's producer special. Thanks again for listening and being educated and also educating us. Um, Keep on listening every other Thursday as Craft Beer Connoisseurs releases a new episode and honor off Thursdays for these unique producer specials, which may or may not include education. Mm -hmm. Or Chris. Uh, (laughs) So remember to drink responsibly and don't drink and drive. So from all of us and producer Russell and Chris, I'm Tyler. I'm Brett. And together with the Craft Beer Connoisseurs.